after the conference, we were feeling like very inspired by everything. It's obviously a magical week. We had a great time. And once you get a taste of that, you're like, I want to be a part of this somehow. And it's a little daunting at first because it's mostly techie people, people that work in tech, making wallets. And so it's a little, I mean, hard to break into. And um, but when we had first met, we had met at Bitblock Boom in Dallas and we bonded over the fact that there wasn't really swag that we wanted to buy there. And it was just kind of a pipe dream. It's like we should make some shirts. And then after adopting Bitcoin a few a few months later, um, the idea came up again. We didn't do anything with it for a while. We waited maybe six months or so, mold around. And by that time, I was actually, I had been visiting her in Mexico back and forth. And now I was visiting for longer periods of time. And we started, hey, let's make some shirts and it'll be fun to wear at conferences. with uh carla and blake and it's it's kind of funny that it's today because i think it was a year ago that i actually met you guys after i think it was after this i can't remember if it was after the surf event or after the swim event but uh we the had the surf event surf, okay yeah, so but yeah. last year we did the the surf event on a saturday and yes. and this year we switched we there's a different contest in another part of the country so we got rid of the surf event but we have the swim event today yep. so it's right. it's yeah. literally like a a year later we're sitting down yeah and uh, <laughs> we've got to catch up a little bit before this and hear your guys interested journey this this past couple of years so i'm super fascinated to to dive in but First, would love for you guys to uh, tell the audience uh, about your Twitter love story. <laughs> well, we met on, believe it or not, Bitcoin Twitter. Uh, I was diving deep into Bitcoin Twitter because I realized that it existed and there's all these cool people out there uh, making great content. I was, it was like an education fest. Um, and then I realized, hey, there's this beautiful lady. I'm here too, and uh, and that's even more than rare than Bitcoin itself. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was liking a lot of posts, <laughs> commenting on a lot of posts, saying, hey, uh, you remember me? And then uh, it's kind of funny. There used to be what's called fleets on Twitter, where you can like post pictures, and it's like stories on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did the old slide into the DMs. <laughs> And so that worked. actually worked. It, it worked. worked. Yeah. It worked. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. My game's not that good, but well, I mean, it must be. I mean, you, you <laughs> pulled someone in Bitcoin Twitter, so yeah. the odds got to be like thirty to one there. So. Yeah, there weren't a lot of ladies back at the time. Well, um, even now, there's. I mean, there's more even, now, but yeah, still, yeah. comparative, so, there's yeah. a lot now, yeah. but still very small. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, yeah we uh, you're living everybody, every Bitcoiner's dream. So. <laughs> <I know. laughs> to meet a fellow Bitcoiner on I, Bitcoin We're all getting Twitter. girlfriends. That's the, that's the saying. <laughs> and you did it in a down market. So yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, we survived the bear. That's yeah. the key yes. thing. That, and that's, that's the ultimate the test of a relationship. <laughs> so so, yeah. so how, when was this that, that you started uh, sliding into her DMs? Summer of 2021? Yes, correct. Um, Bitcoin was around 45. Okay. We're all getting very excited. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, I was. So could you tell, that. like, right off the bat, like this this guy is it's not just a friendly banter. He's interested in me. Um, maybe. I, I guess you kind of have to assume. She probably sometimes. had a lot of the DMs. But, so. <laughs> she was filtering. <laughs> no, at the time I was getting just very excited to be able to talk to all the Bitcoiners because I had just gotten into the um, Bitcoin Twitter space and. Um, I had been into Bitcoin for a year before that, but I had never met, met another Bitcoiner. So I was getting very excited at the idea of meeting other Bitcoiners and going to a conference. And so um, I was talking to another girl, Margie. She was the first girl that I started talking to about Bitcoin. And she's the one that told me about Bitblock Boom. Okay. And then I started talking to him and I was like, so are you going to that conference? And, and I was like, yes, I am now. <laughs> I'm go I've, I've been going this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, we started talking and we talked for two months until the conference day. And yeah, we hit it off right away. Well, those we tickets usually sell out early. Did you have, was it hard for you to get a <laughs> ticket? Did you have to bribe somebody to, to give up their spot? I had to talk or? to the organizers, yeah, okay. because at one point she, we both didn't have tickets. Mm -hmm. And then she won yeah. a ticket like the a couple day. days before, a day yeah. before. Yeah. And I was like, now I'm screwed. Yeah. That whole plan. I was going to go to hang not out. Not only am I not going to yeah. go, but yeah. she's going to go and somebody's <laughs> yeah. going to poach her from Yeah, me. for sure. That was the thought process. And so then yeah. I actually talked to, um, what's his name, from Bitbox Boom, who was Gary. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I found him early in the morning when he was setting up and I bought a ticket directly from him. On so actually at the conference. Yes. Yeah, at the conference. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the things he does. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're engaged now. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, we hit it off yeah. and then she was living in Mexico at the time mm -hmm. and I was in Oregon and we agreed that we wanted to keep seeing each other. So I started visiting and the rest is history. Yeah, he came to visit me a month and a half later and we spent a week together and then flew straight to adopting Bitcoin in 2021. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was a very... So you didn't know each other that long. Not really. Or no. hadn't spent that much time in no. person before. Yeah. Spent, oh, spent about a week you. together in, yeah. in Dallas, and then okay. we knew we were going to be close. And yeah. then I arrived in Mexico, and it was like adopting Bitcoin. This is the first conference, like two weeks later, and she was the one that was like, should we go? Yeah. And we went for it, and it started a, a journey. It started a fire for us. So. Yeah. so how were you introduced to Bitcoin? You said it was about a year prior to. So it was my dad who introduced me to Bitcoin. Um, he had been... Like he had known about Bitcoin for a while. He had Bitcoin and then uh, he kept telling me about it like here and there. But I wasn't truly interested at the time because I was traveling and I wasn't paying attention, to be honest. And then in 2019, he um, told me about it again and he insisted that I at least buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. He's like, just buy a little and then, you know, take your time to dive into it and learn about it. And, and your, so, your dad, I think you mentioned before, I, I, I don't know if he's from Argentina or was living in Argentina. Do you think yeah. that influenced his... For sure. For sure. Yes. I mean, uh, our family, like in Argentina, we know what inflation <laughs> is like. Uh, we still do, unfortunately. We left Argentina. Yeah, it's gotten even worse lately. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Skyrocketing, which... That's, yeah. It's hard to believe. That's a whole other story, too. But uh, we left Argentina in the year 2000. Uh, during the that was right the bank runs uh, yeah yeah okay yeah because I think the first time I went there was 2001 or two okay so and it was right after, after that yeah and I think it was yeah. like 
three to one at that time or something. Man, yeah. things have changed. Oh man, have they changed? Um, but so even then, it had gone from one to one, and then you know that's when then it, and then it just kind of so. Yeah. And so you guys left easier. during that time. Yes, we did. Because we, of that or it just happened? Yeah. To... I mean, my, my parents always wanted a better future for me and they yeah. knew that Argentina didn't have that uh, to offer. And so, um, yeah, in the year 2000, we left. We moved to Italy. And um, yeah, eventually fast forward to 2019 when he told me about Bitcoin. And like I said, I bought uh, a bit of it. And then it took me a few months until I actually decided to learn and actually understand what I had. And um, like most people, you know, you learn about Bitcoin, then you learn about other coins. You're like, oh my gosh, this is cool. And <laughs> and then eventually you get hurt and then you're like, okay, wait, no, I need to focus on one. There's only one that actually makes a difference. It's completely different compared to the uh, other noise that yeah. there's around. and. Um, that's when I, I became a maxi and okay. it was in 2020 and um, when uh, we dipped to 5k I was very happy <laughs> so was my dad so <laughs> yeah and then it was a year later that I found uh, Bitcoin Twitter okay and and yeah. what about you my story is not quite as cute or nice uh, <laughs> yeah. well let's say I was pursuing some medicinal products on the Silk Road so that's the way I was looking and I found that Bitcoin was a tool you, you for that. You took the Peter McCormick route. Yeah, yeah. So that was in 2015, which seems crazy now, yeah. thinking back to it. Yeah. And um, didn't actually get the products and then sold the Bitcoin. So I made that huge mistake. So, sorry to interrupt you, but I, it yeah. made me think. There, uh, a buddy of mine, his son worked at the surf shop. And he was telling me that one of the guys working there had a similar story, but didn't sell his Bitcoin. So he's like, oh. this guy working my surf shop has like a couple million dollars in in Bitcoin because he was going to buy drugs at one no. point yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and couldn't actually do it. <laughs> lucky story, wow. lucky yeah. story. Yeah, no. So you sold yours. I sold you, it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's <laughs> not happy on either end. So, um, and but that do you, was. Do you remember what the price of Bitcoin was? It was two hundred and forty dollars. So painful. It's a, so that's a painful bit. mistake, yeah. but it was my first touch point. Yeah. So, and then I forget exactly how long after, but I was hearing about Bitcoin and I was, I listened to a lot of podcasts. And so I was listening to Antonopoulos and I realized that this is a really cool thing. And he was talking about like wild ideas, like refugees can now take their money and cross a border without getting you know stuck or having to fork over their money or they don't have to bring gold bars with them or something like that. So I, I recognize that as a cool tool, but I didn't. I, that still didn't mean anything to me because as an American, uh, I didn't have those problems. Yeah. And so, just, gradually, just curious, yeah. how hard was it to buy Bitcoin then? Because I. I remember looking at it a couple times early on, and it was just seemed too complicated. Was it pretty easy at that point? I used Coin. Bought? I used Coinbase, okay. and I had been told what to do. And uh, I don't remember it being hard. I honestly, I can't. I don't remember the specifics, but it wasn't too hard. So I bought a few coins, and uh, yeah, and then next few steps happen. I get rid of it. Um, but it was my first touch point, and then I started learning things about it. And then around 2017, I was like. Oh, I'm going to get rich. And so I bought a bunch of coins and I was like 
doing weird stuff like signing up for weird text messages when the price would go up. So I came in for the um, for the number go up and then did well with that, sold some coins and uh, thought I was the man, you know, thought I was like, I had, I'd figured it out. I'd done the something smartest cool, guy smartest guy in the room. And so then it took a few more touch points before I, I really began to understand it and see it for what it was as, as money. And um, yeah, it in 2019 was really when it, it came together for me when I realized that, oh, this changes everything. This is, this is the only asset you should be holding. It's, um, it's money and uh, it changes the world really. Yeah, so. And you were working at that time when you guys met or what were you guys doing yeah. Yeah. in the fiat um, world? I was uh, working as a freelance writer and still as a freelance photographer too. Um, where were you based out of? Still in Mexico. In Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in Oregon. I was in Oregon. I actually wasn't working at the time. Um, mm -hmm. I was holed up with my parents during uh, lockdowns. And that's when I became crazy obsessed with Bitcoin because I was then discovering Bitcoin Twitter. And there was just so much information that I needed earlier in my journey. And I was just devouring information. And I started like a little newsletter with my family, like emailing them about Bitcoin and trying to get them um, on Bitcoin. And I wasn't working. So it was the perfect time where I went around like to all my family members and was orange pilling them. Not all of them get it, but they have Bitcoin now. So in, in a secure way, which is they'll thank me down the road. But uh, yeah, so I was just full on in Bitcoin, like devouring it for six months. Kind of were working as a big. I was working, yeah, yeah. I was a consultant, or I was a yeah, their their Bitcoin financial advisor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what did your friends uh, think when you told them that you met some guy on Bitcoin Twitter? Were they scared for you? <laughs> a little, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, the usual, you know, like be careful. But you know, I kept telling them like I'm gonna meet them at an event at a big conference, so it's not like it's gonna be a very private thing yeah. um and uh so yeah <laughs> they were obviously just trying to warn me but uh i did uh i did it anyway and i'm glad i did <laughs> i uh i remember the first time we had miles Suter that works at cash app he, yeah. he he had reached out early on and we like talked a bunch on twitter and and he was coming down and uh gonna stay with us and so i told my wife yeah this guy's coming down to stay with us she's like oh how do you know i'm like oh, i met him on twitter she's like what no we're not having somebody stay with our, <laughs> our house with us that you met on twitter yeah i'm like no he's a great guy i can tell she's like you're insane yeah. <laughs> understandably yeah yeah, yeah yeah but it's it's i guess if you're not on bitcoin twitter you don't understand you don't the type yes. of deep connections that, exactly. that happen there and so yeah. And how uh, it's like seamless when you meet them in person. Yeah. We always yeah. talk about oh, this. Yeah. It's like when you meet Bitcoiners, you could be complete opposites from different places of the world, different skin colors, everything. Mm -hmm. But you, when, when you, you know, connect fundamentally on life, it's very easy to be around Bitcoiners because you all kind of look through that same prism and it makes, it makes conversation and being around each other really easy, which yeah. is something we've gotten to know over the last yeah. year. It's been, it's been great and relatively easy. Yeah, I mean, your values are already aligned. Exactly. Ours were, like, by the fact that he could tell the way I saw the world through my tweets, <laughs> he could tell already that we'll get along. She's super toxic. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, so, yeah, once you're like the fact that our values aligned right away, it made everything super, super easy for us. And but I mean, we're still surprised that my parents let me travel to El Salvador for the first time with a stranger that I had just met. So, but then after that trip, we got them to travel to El Salvador. So they really? came, they yes. came about five six months later, and obviously yeah. they speak good Spanish. So. Uh, they had they well, and I guess if your dad right. was a Bitcoiner, then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah, had exactly. to he had to see it too to see the magic. So what yeah, did what did your parents think? They really they really liked it. They were surprised because as most people, they had heard uh, only bad things yeah. about El Salvador. Uh, but then after they heard about our experience here, they said, "Okay, we're gonna give it a try." And they were kind of doing a visa run uh, from Mexico, and so oh, so they were in Mexico also. Yes. Okay. Yes, they came to visit. They escaped um, lockdowns as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they came to San Salvador. Um, they only stayed for a few days, but the experience that they had was quite surprising for them. Um, they got to meet some, talk to some locals who were super friendly to them, and they invited them to have dinner, and they took them around the city. Nice. They sh showed them around, yeah, by car, and they were showing them, like, where Bukil lives, and, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, yeah, they had a very different experience compared to ours already, because when we came, we stayed um, in San Salvador for a few days before the conference, and we went downtown. We were walking around just to explore the city, and um, we saw a lot of uh, the, the, the street markets were all over downtown and it was very, very crowded. That was um, before they'd cleaned things up. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, it, and you know, whenever we'll be walking around, especially in the afternoon, people will come up to us and be like, okay, just be careful, don't walk that way or don't go to this part of town, you know, they will always try to warn us. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, they see that like, hey, yeah, just make sure you're, if they really see nice. us walking in a direction, they're like, maybe not, no further. It's like pretty considerate of people. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, because yeah. we stood out, especially him being his height <laughs> and <laughs> skin color. <laughs> um, and so it was it was really nice of them. But that's the experience that we had. And so we told them like, you know, just be careful here and there. But, you know, it's we think you're going to enjoy it. And when they came and they started sending us pictures, and the streets were completely clean. And we're like very surprised. And then they told us that um, this family was um, very happy to take them all around town and show them around because they had never seen the town this clean before. So they were excited to go downtown and walk around because they hadn't done that yeah. in years. And, and yeah, see places they and hadn't so, been off limits for the last Exactly, years. so like, they we, were stopping around and they were taking pictures and like they were asking my parents <laughs> to take their pictures because they were just so excited and proud and they kept telling them like, yeah, a year ago we couldn't have done this because they could have robbed us here or there, you know, it's- They didn't feel yeah. comfortable enough to take pictures in the in the downtown square. Yeah. And now they're pulling over, getting out of the car, going in front of the square and having some foreigners ask them to take pictures of themselves. It's a yeah. pretty cool example of the transformation. And so yeah. that was another big turning point for us. We're like, wow, things are moving. Things are actually happening there. And yeah. we didn't have the full context or if we didn't have the context, we wouldn't have been able to, to know that, you know? Yeah. So you guys came for adopting Bitcoin, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was which year? Was that the first year? The first, first year. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And 
overall your impression other than the being dangerous on the other side i'm assuming you guys had an amazing conference the adopting bitcoin conference is i think the best in the world yeah. obviously i'm biased but was it a good conference for you guys yeah so we didn't actually we decided to come here very late like a week before so we didn't have tickets to the conference yeah. and so um but we still wanted to see san salvador so that's why we stay there for a while and then we said okay we're gonna be in asonte for the third day when all the bitcoiners come and we'll meet them there and you know um and so that's what we did we uh came here the day before the third day so on the second day of the conference we came here and we got to walk around and meet the locals and the uh, guys from the Hope House. We mm -hmm. met Chimbera. He showed us around. We talked to the mayor. Um, and so we had a we were very surprised. It was a great experience. And just to see the um, kindness and the welcoming um, um, it, feeling that we had here. And it was kind of pivotal because we got to meet those guys without all the noise of the conference. Yeah. And immediately yeah. we're in the back of a truck with Chimbera going up a mountain. Got, he's like, you have a drone? I need you for a little bit. And so we're <laughs> yeah. taking photos for him. We're meeting the locals. Then uh, we meet the mayor. So it's, it was a very like intimate experience. And we got to see the Hope House for all that it is and start spending Bitcoin, which now you look back at that, it's like it was so cool to spend Bitcoin in a very tiny, almost village, you know, yeah. and you're getting pupusas from a place that doesn't even look like a, a real business yet. And it says there's a strike sign behind the lady making pupusas and we're spending Bitcoin. And that was like a magical moment. And now we look back at that and we spend Bitcoin all the time. And it's it's pretty cool to look back on that. It's yeah. It's and also wild. like on the first year, things were a little glitchy still, you know, with lightning payments. Yeah. Not all the, the QR codes were working. Yeah, the printed like, ones they yeah, had yeah. would yeah. only work with certain wallets. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So it was you know, a learning experience for mm -hmm. everyone. For us too, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because we were still new as well with the idea of having to pay for everything in, in Bitcoin. So, um, yeah, coming back here every year since for every adopting Bitcoin, we've seen the change. And, you know, nowadays you want to pay in Bitcoin, you just do it in two seconds. So Yeah, it's it works. faster than anything yes. else. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so. between the, the first adopting Bitcoin and the second adopting Bitcoin, where, where were you guys living? What were you, when when did you get engaged? I don't know what year, how that story played out. What was that? So so after the conference, I'll start. Yeah, go uh, for it. After the conference, we were feeling like very inspired by everything. It was obviously a magical week. We had a great time. And once you get a taste of that, you're like, I want to be a part of this somehow. And it's a little daunting at first because it's mostly techie people, people that work in tech, making wallets. And so it's a little... I mean, hard to break into. And um, but when we had first met, we had met at Bitblock Boom in Dallas and we bonded over the fact that there wasn't really swag that we wanted to buy there. And it was just kind of a pipe dream. It's like we should make some shirts. And then after adopting Bitcoin a few a few months later, mm -hmm. um, the idea came up again. We didn't do anything with it for a while. We waited maybe six months or so, mold around. And by that time I was actually I'd been visiting her in Mexico back and forth, and now I was visiting for longer periods of time, and we started, hey, let's make some shirts, and it'll be fun to wear at conferences. Mm -hmm. And at some point uh, during that year, uh, we had put out, we made two shirts, 
one one the Bitcoin Beach shirt and then one for the Hope House that represented the Hope House and Chimbera from the Hope House uh, reached out to us before the conference and said, hey, can we use your design? We're saying, of course, there it is right there. And um, yeah, I love that shirt. Yeah, Sweet because design. we wanted we wanted to to display have a, like the symbol of the Hope House means so much and we just wanted to put it out there and we didn't think too much of it. They were going to print some shirts and sell them at the conference. And then all of a sudden we saw a bunch of people wearing them and we're like, oh, the, it got the wheels turning. And we're like, maybe there's something to this. Like, at least it it's, gives the place more representation. Not that, not that the Hope House needed more, but it's like we want to bring more awareness. The more the awareness, the better that this is a real yeah. place. You can spend Bitcoin. And this is plus this people is, when they come they they want they want to something yeah. like Absolutely. that like and, a memory and what exactly. a, what a good way to to symbolize that or to commemorate that yeah you know? some of the people that we saw uh wearing them that were telling us that they really liked it because it was kind of like a souvenir for them to uh bring home yeah. you know yeah. and uh, also at the time we had uh, done a fundraiser for uh the hope house and so all the profits from the sales of the, those t-shirts for um, a week or two, I forget now, um, were given to, were donated to the Hope House and we raised, uh, okay. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, we sold 12 uh, Bitcoin Beach t-shirts and three Hope House t-shirts. Um, we, were, we were a little smaller back then, so yeah, we, we took the sales for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just like a cool way to give back, you know, like you oh, just yeah. see, you're inspired by these places and you know, it's 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 a small token of our appreciation for it, mm-hmm. but it kind of started a fire in us is that, oh, we went to Bitcoin Beach and now we're seeing, oh, there's other communities that are popping up. And she was the one that's got really curious and started looking into them. And we're like, oh, let's go visit another one. And that's when the ball got rolling. And uh, we went to uh, Panajachel in Guatemala mm-hmm. and we made a t-shirt for them. So that was after the second Adopting Bitcoin yes. conference? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was February this year, actually. Okay. Yeah. We went there. Um, we had heard uh, not a lot, actually, because it was still a little bit unknown. Uh-huh. They were growing pretty fast. They grew yeah. Yeah. very fast in just a year. Um, all thanks to the work by um, Eliazar and uh, Patrick. Patrick. Uh-huh. Um, and by the time we got there, there were about 70 merchants that already accepted Bitcoin. And yeah. I know I, I was, you know, I'd been to Lake Atiglan, you know, several times before, mm-hmm. but since COVID, I hadn't been to Guatemala. And then right. I was seeing on the, the Bitcoin beach at that time, now Blink wallet yeah. the map and all these just like doo, 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 doo. i was yes. like what is going on there yeah I mean, they just, the yeah. same thing happened yeah. to us and yeah. again you kind of go in there a little naive like what are we going to get into mm-hmm. and we arrived there it's a kind of a journey and we arrived there and you first thing you get when you arrive in town you see bitcoin signs everywhere and that mm-hmm. was like a kind of a key piece for us like oh uh not everyone uses Bitcoin, but they've seen the sign. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna know what yeah. that Bitcoin, so there's something to Bitcoin. And then you get a little further into town, and there's a whole building painted in orange with a B. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, this feels this is cool. And then we Amazing. met we met Eliazar. Yeah. And uh, he's absolute gem of a human. He's like salt of the earth, amazing guy. Hard and worker. Start oh to get gosh. to know him. Yeah. Yeah. And then you realize that he's been orange pilling all these businesses, which if anyone has orange pilled anyone or especially a business, it's very hard to do. 
And within a year, he had got 70 businesses, a completely foreign technology to these businesses to use Bitcoin. And this place is unique because it has all the things um, that would make adoption go well. You know, you've got, it's a tourist attraction, beautiful lake, mostly cash-based community, Mm -hmm. really high fees for the ones that can't accept. And there's a lot of expats that live there year round and have trouble getting money. That's another key piece, another key piece. And uh, so it just kind of has all the things that would make a experiment thrive. And so we saw, again, another magic moment for us. And then you add in the fact that there's transportation. You can get around a tuk-tuk with Bitcoin. You can go, you can take a boat across did the lake. Did they have the Bitcoin. Bitcoin boat yet? Yes, yes you were they there. did. Yes. So we got on the boat. There's there's a barbershop that that uh, accepts Bitcoin. And that was right across our, our Airbnb when we arrived. Yeah, late, that late was at the night. first thing that we saw when we arrived. So that was very surprising already. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time we were there, too, uh, me, Premier Bitcoin, was teaching a class. Uh, a guy named Rudy mm-hmm. uh, was teaching a class there and using the Me, Premier Bitcoin uh, curriculum. And yeah. so then we got to we got to see a class operate. Yeah, and, and that, that was the first uh, class outside of the El Salvador that was uh, yeah. running a, um, Me, Premier Bitcoin's curriculum. So that was very special. We got to see. Did you did you get a ride in the Bitcoin? Oh yeah! Tuk-tuk? Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then we got to go see the miners that are working there. There's yeah. the miners right here. Yeah. So both Rudy and Eliazar. Mm-hmm. And I, as you know, another key piece to this place is the fact that they're mining, um, mining Bitcoin off of spent cooking oil that previously was going into gutters. These are pr- cooking oil from the restaurants. Uh-huh. Previously was going into gutters and making its way into the lake and polluting the lake. Yeah. And now. Eliazar, on top of all his orange peeling, is going around collecting uh, used cooking oil, pu- putting it in an engine, engine filtering it, and then mining Bitcoin off of it, which is like just another, it's a small thing, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's a huge educational piece and something to go see while you're there. And so all these things are happening. We're like, oh my gosh, how is this possible yeah. in such a short I, amount I of time? I love that they're doing that because I, I actually, the business I have in the U.S. is a food business and we yeah. go through... Mm. You know, when we're operating at full capacity, we'll fill up like a 50 gallon barrel drum like every couple of days. Yeah. Used cooking oil. Right. Yeah. So you realize how much of how that. Much. And, and yeah, especially if they're just dumping it into the lake, which is going to be the easiest thing for them to do. Exactly. Yeah. So now instead of it being this they're, waste product, they're, they're preventing it from videos. being polluted. Yeah. The thing that yeah. people come for is that lake. It's it's an absolutely gorgeous lake surrounded by volcanoes. It's beautiful. You destroy that and that could really hurt the community, yeah. you know? Yeah, and the uh, idea is to start mining uh, Bitcoin and also uh, start projects of cleanup of the lake mm-hmm. and use the mine sats to pay the volunteers that want to help in the cleanup process. So, yeah, it's a it's a real it, grassroots movement that's happening definitely. there. And it was very, very impressive for us. And they, like, they copied the template from Bitcoin Beach. Yeah, yeah. And then that, so we... Well, Elizar came down and spent a week with, yeah. the, with Chimbera and the rest of the team yeah, yeah. there yeah. in the beginning. And yeah, we've tried to do everything we can to help support what they're doing there. Yeah. We're super excited about it. I mean, that's yeah. that, I think down the road, that'll completely change the history of Guatemala. I think there'll be statues of these people one day. Yeah, because now they're expanding too. They're trying to bring adoption to um, 
uh, beach towns as uh -huh. well, so have like Surrounding, their own little yeah. uh, Bitcoin beach. And I, I don't, I don't have a recent update on this, but the city got approved to teach 300 mm -hmm. municipal employees uh, the Me Prepare Bitcoin diploma. Yeah. And so Amazing. the city and they can use city funding for that. That's yeah. incredible. It's like it's yeah. so cool to see and just really excited for what they're I doing. I know Patrick was was pestering the, the mayor nonstop. He was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you got to do like, that as big. Hey, yeah. No, hey, we got to get it. We got to get this on. So yeah. Yeah. he was out there doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. And he did it. So yeah. how long did you guys spend there? Oh, a week or so. About, two weeks? Almost two weeks. I oh, think. Okay, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, we traveled, like, we stayed in Panajachel, but we also traveled to nearby towns. Okay. And we went to San Marcos. They um, have a, an ATM there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, it's the only one. Well, the, the, the only one they had at the time. Yeah. Um, and now they have one in Pana um, that allows people, you know, to on and off ramp, which is very, very handy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we explore the uh, the lake and all the little towns around. Bitcoin adoption wasn't as uh, um, prevalent as in Pana, but you know, uh, we tried to orange pill some merchants and gave them Elias Earth's contact, you know, because some of them were actually very interested. Mm. And uh, we tried, we did our part, yeah. and then eventually we Sometimes told them. Sometimes just asking people, hey, do you accept Bitcoin? It, yeah. gets, it plants that seed. They yeah. exactly. say no that time, but you yeah. tell after a, story a while, or... they're like, okay, I better start accepting Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and then you and get the, you get the um, most established businesses in the area accepting, mm -hmm. and then everyone's like, oh, I need to too. And like, I, had to, I needed some sunglasses, run into a shop, boom, paying Bitcoin. It's like, okay, that's the fastest sunglasses I've ever bought. And this guy gets Bitcoin and he was super stoked. And yeah, and then the ones that aren't accepting Bitcoin, we pestered a little bit in a kind way. Yeah. But yeah. it's fun because like we were in like a, uh, what'd you call it? Like a little chocolate shop. Yes. Uh, where yeah. a lady was selling mm -hmm. chocolate. And we were like, do you accept Bitcoin as per usual? Yeah. And what'd she say? She was, yeah, she was like, oh no, Bitcoin, no, it's too complicated. And I was like, but. Have you heard of uh, Eliasar? He's been helping all the merchants on board. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, the Bitcoin man. He's got Bitcoin on his forehead, always talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so it shows you yeah. gotta pester them that she, she'll eventually yeah. become a Bitcoiner. She'll yeah. accept, eventually accept Bitcoin and yeah. that's how it works. Yeah. And yeah. I think for some reason we actually needed some cash yeah. on the last day that we were there. Yeah. And oh man, waiting in line at the one ATM, that like it was kind of like going back in time to primitive technology because you know you figured you've been using bitcoin every day of the week and then all of a sudden you have to rely on this little machine that's going to give you paper money and the fees are high and the lines are long and then you have to rely on this paper and like make sure you don't lose it and you're reminding of you're reminded yeah. of how inconvenient fiat can be. <laughs> and Carlos traveled a lot in her life. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's had every experience uh, out there when it comes to using fiat and finding an ATM <laughs> and getting scammed and having ATMs not work and being yeah. stranded. And uh, yeah, it was just yeah. another reminder. Yeah, and that, that actually inspired the article that I wrote for a Bitcoin magazine as well. So traveling on Bitcoin and the difference that it makes, you know, how easier it is. Um, and yeah, that was, that's, that's I've noticed that the last few times I've gone places, even mm -hmm. I feel
feel like the ATMs have gotten worse. It used to be easy yes. just take some money out and I, I just wasn't paying attention and I got like socked with like $80 in fees for like a $400 withdrawal. I mean, mm. it was it was like criminal, but yeah. I didn't, yeah. you know, you, you're not really paying attention and it's, yeah. and then you yeah. don't even know what the, the current conversion rate is. And yeah. at the end I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you're someone like me who's used to American uh, ATMs and the card pops out before you can get the money. And it's like, you have to pull the card out before the money. And so then in these foreign places I'll, or in these other countries, I'll just pull out my cash. And I'm like, I've got the card yeah. In, my, yeah. in, in my phone or on my wall, in my wallet and I walk away without my cards. So yeah, that's more of a personal issue, but. <laughs> well, I've done that in El Salvador a yeah. couple times. And it's funny you mentioned that because I never thought about it before, but somebody was down here and they're like, the ATM here are crazy. They don't give you your card before yeah. you get your money. And yeah. so you leave it there. I was like, ah, oh, that's why I left yeah. my yeah. Or Or you have the experience, which is pretty funny. We were, we after we were at Bitcoin Lake, we went to Bitcoin Island in the Philippines in Boracay. And the first day we were there, so funny. It was like, it was meant to happen. I go to pull out cash just for the the rare occasion or hopefully the rare occasion that I don't get to spend Bitcoin. And my card is jammed in the ATM so hard. And we're looking like, who, oh no, like, who? but then we look to the left and there's a security guard at like a building down the way. And he's like, oh yeah, I'll come get it. Like as if this has happened many times, brings pliers, has the, the perfect technique, pulls the card out of the ATM as if it's a normal, normal day. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, as a Bitcoiner, these are comical, comical yeah, situations. Yeah, and even there on, on the island. So we didn't use that one, that ATM, because it was impossible. We went to another one and that was broken. Yeah, yeah. We went to another one, didn't have any cash. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we had to go to a fourth one. And again, waiting in line because it seemed like it was the only ATM working in at least in that part of the island. So yeah, the experience just was not pleasant. <laughs> at least you didn't break the car. So though. did you guys go straight from Guatemala to Boracay? Are you on this like tour Ooh. of Bitcoin circular economies, or what was yeah. the well almost timeline we, there? We went um, to Bitcoin Island at the end of March, okay. so like three weeks after we okay. came back from uh, Bitcoin Lake. There was a, a conference, the Bitcoin Retreat. It was the first Bitcoin only uh, conference. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to go, but I'd been traveling so much. So right, like, yeah. And that's a long journey. It's a long, it's a long yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took us a while to recover from uh, the jet lag. Uh, but yeah, that was a two day conference, and we were working a booth. We um, were selling our t shirts. For the shirts? Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So at this point, you guys had decided this is what we're doing. Yes, so after we came back from uh, Bitcoin Lake, we decided to start working on a t-shirt, but because we didn't have enough time, we um, started working on the one for Bitcoin Island. And so we had it ready, went to the conference, we had that one. Uh, so did you have Bitcoin a one? printed there? Or, yes, or? we had them printed there. And there's a funny story with that because yes. <clears throat> when, now we've had a year of doing this, we've had a lot of experiences, but this is one of our first ones. And it was magical because uh, before this conference, Pouch had just announced a partnership with Strike. And so we knew they were somewhat legit. We were going in kind of skeptical, like what what's going on here? Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't know if these are scammers or not, but it, like they announced their partnership with Strike. And uh, when we go to these places, we usually work with a, 
with a local manufacturer did, just because just, it's the easiest. Real quick, did you meet them at all at the Adopting Bitcoin conference? No. The pouch guys? No. Okay, because they were yeah. speaking there that oh. that year. They had spoken. Uh, I can't remember oh, who okay. it was, but yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you didn't know anything Probably about them. Probably should have met them. No, yeah. we didn't okay. know anything about them, but th by then there was enough material on them online and we knew it was somewhat legit. And we and they were, reached out as They well. reached out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. They wanted um, Bill, to Bill and Ethan from be part Pouch. of a panel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. And then we suggested um, making the t-shirts as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But yeah, we were in Germany at the time and we were trying to work with a, a local manufacturer, which is not easy. In the Philippines. In the Philippines, because mm -hmm. we wanted to get some t-shirts printed there. It wasn't a large amount, but um, we were on a train a moving train in Germany with pretty low quality internet, mm -hmm. like a little pocket Wi-Fi, And I, we got the bank details of the, the uh, Philippines bank of the manufacturer, pulled out my strike account, put in two things, his bank account number and the guy's name and sent dollars over Bitcoin straight into which pouch, which puts it into his bank account immediately. As opposed to doing a wire, we have to fill out tons of information. You have to make all the stars aligned to get it to go through. You have to have good internet, all these things. And in and 30, then it'll still probably seconds, get held up. And it's yeah. still going to get And then, yeah. then you have no clue if it's yeah. going to get there. And I pulled it out, sent it in 60 seconds, sent what essentially was a wire, but clearly it was uh, using lightning. And boom, it was in his account. The easiest process ever. And we haven't had that same experience in all places, but yeah, it, it showed. It was another magic moment where it's like, this is so. Was so the supplier cool. surprised, or they just didn't no. even understand? Well, how first you were I tried it. to get him to accept Bitcoin in emailing, but realized mm -hmm. that was a lost cause. But yeah. he didn't need to know Bitcoin was yeah. being used because we were just using Bitcoin Rails, and so that was that was a really cool moment because Pouch is set up along with Strike to focus on remittances first mm -hmm. because they have billions of dollars going to yeah. the Philippines being remitted there. And the, the amount in fees is astronomical. It's in the billions of fees. Yeah. And so Strike and the Pouch um, partnership makes that, makes that go away. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so had that experience right before the conference and then- Yeah, we did. spent- And then how was your time in Boracay? Is Borkai or Borkai? Yeah. Borkai. It was great, the second part, because, well, we got sick. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that kind of made it, made it a, a little tough. Yeah. Right after the conference, we had to take like three days off. And we decided to extend our stay to actually enjoy it because we arrived the day or two before the um, conference and we worked and um, we got to listen to the speakers. They had a lot of uh, locals um uh talking about their experience with pouch and with bitcoin found out that some of them were already holding bitcoin which was great news um and yeah then uh we got sick <laughs> uh, recovered and then extended our trip to actually experience the island and so we went to multiple shops and um, we uh, got a little bike, went to different parts of the island. We went parasailing, which we paid in Bitcoin mm -hmm. uh, on a moving tuk-tuk as well. <laughs> on the way there, we paid in Bitcoin. Um, and yeah, we really loved it. It's a very touristy and small island, uh -huh. but it's, uh, yeah, that's us paying uh, for it. Uh, on your activity. moving tuk-tuk? Yeah. yeah. 
There it it's is. It's another place Easy. where like it has all the elements. It's the pouch house. Um, it's a place where it's got all the elements to be a thriving Bitcoin community. It's going to take time. There's going to be a lot of hiccups, but that area is used to using QR codes mm -hmm. and paying with phone, um, albeit a very clunky, slow, more expensive system. Mm -hmm. um, but Pouch is kind of Trojan horsing that place because they're saying we have a better way to pay. Um, and that's how they, they onboarded so many merchants. Mm -hmm. But again, they're used to having a lot of QRs. You walk into a store there and there's eight QRs at the desk. Yeah, and so it's just like another way to Trojan horse their way in there. And then it's just cool. I mean, we got to spend Bitcoin all around the island. Um, some merchants had difficulties, as you'd expect. Um, but you get to meet new Bitcoiners like if, that are with, understanding. With a little effort, can you live most of your life there in Bitcoin? Did it yeah. Seem like yeah, yeah, I mean, Bill, Bill yeah. who um, was a, is a co-founder of Pouch, he lived for 30 days on Bitcoin there only. Um, yeah. Again, like more. you have a lot of, again, yeah. like you can find all the, all the uh, merchants on BTC Maps, the app. Mm -hmm. um, some kind of forget how to use Bitcoin because yeah. they're orange pill and you have to do some re-education. Mm -hmm. But you can get it, you can, it works. And uh, now, I mean, the future is really bright for that area. And they've expanded to other islands simply because it's a better technology. Not that they're all orange pilled or that they're all holding Bitcoin, but it's just better and works more seamlessly, faster. And so we think... And we were just really impressed with the team and the that's behind it. And um, yeah, but they've um, they started Bitcoin meetups as well uh, abroad uh, in other islands. And so nowadays there is adoption going on in different islands around the Philippines. And um, the uh, a law professor from uh, the Silliman yeah. University, Florin Hill Bay. He um, he's a staunch Bitcoiner. And yeah, he was, he's he was being, a speaker at the at the conference. He was okay. a speaker. At the, yeah, wrote a book on Bitcoin. Yeah, that now is being you know um, read by a lot of people across the. Is Philippines he and, involved with like a Bitcoin house there that they have? I'm trying to, he's the, started a cafe, a Sats, Sats cafe. cafe. Yeah, that's what it was at the. Um, HRF Human Rights Foundation put on an event in Nashville a couple months ago, and mm -hmm. there was somebody from the Philippines that had this like meat space for Bitcoiners. I wonder if, for some reason, I thought he might have been a professor. I don't know if it's the same person. Could if it's, be. There's also um, Bob and it might have been Bob. Bob and and yeah, it'd be building on Bitcoin. Uh, Pickle Bob Spaces, Bob Spaces, Bicolo, yeah, yeah in, in Bangkok though. Bangkok. Yeah. That's oh, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. Also a great place, which we went to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. After this, after the conference, we were like, obviously, again, feeling the feeling the need to support and Hill, Florin Hillbay turns out to be like an epic Bitcoiner. Yeah. Awesome guy. He's going to do amazing things for the Philippines. And he comes from uh, the educational background. So he's he he teaches at the College of Law. And he's orange pilling the College of Law. And then he started um, a SATS-only cafe. You can't even pay in fiat there. You have to pay in SATS. I think he might have been at the HRF event also. Because yeah. I remember that story of them. Yeah. Having underrated, the, underrated yeah. Bitcoiner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And so. Yeah. And so we sold the, uh, we made the um, Bitcoin Island t-shirt. Mm -hmm. And some of the proceeds went to their SATS cafe and because they were just uh, starting, and nowadays they, they offer 
different types of coffee because at first it was just uh, black coffee, but they, they, they took the time to teach the, um, uh, students. the students working there. And yeah, now it, it's a great way to orange pill or at least to, you know, um, trigger people's curiosity or other students' curiosity. Yeah. Get them to start practicing. I mean, it's, yeah. it's new. Yeah. So it's like, you, it's fun to practice with lightning. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's so great about lightning is it it's the experience is so great. When we yes. when we started the project, we we're doing everything on chain and Ooh. it was yeah, it was Rough. a little painful sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, Wait, there's been a day and why don't I have <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, not the best user experience. Yeah. No. <laughs> so but with but, lightning they're like, Oh wow, like We had that yeah. same experience in we went to a meetup in Guatemala, Bitcoin Lake, mm -hmm. and there was like a kind of an older financial guy, financial background. And he came to the meetup. I don't know if he knew anyone, but heard about it. And uh, we got to talking with him and we're like, oh, you're new. So let's let's get out our lightning wallets and show you how it works. So we got the Blink wallet out and mm -hmm. I think he also had Blink. And Carla pulled out two sats, five sats and mm -hmm. sent it to him. And he saw it go from phone to phone. And he had one of those moments where it's like yeah. the light bulb can, went on yeah. and he's like a financial person. So it's like yeah. he, he, he thinks of the banker. A banker. So <laughs> you see he's like, oh, he, his wheels are turning. He's, he's already 10 steps down the road, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's cool. It's like, it's a, it's a fun, like just test. You know? Yeah. And he was trying to orange pill his uh, kid as well. Yeah. 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 Teenager. And he was like, yeah, I'm interested. First time hearing about lightning, never heard of it, but I'm trying to get my son to uh, get you know start learning about mm -hmm. Bitcoin. I'm like great good for you for being here at the meetup And that was one of the first ones uh, there and others yeah. regular ones every month And another neat thing that happened there that I was thinking about it. There was a young younger kid and his girlfriend wife um, And he came to the meetup and he's like, okay, but how do I buy Bitcoin? He has a business It's all cash-based and he's like, how, how do I buy it? And we were sitting there. It's like, oh, you just go to the local restaurants, people that are accepting Bitcoin, and you can buy it straight from them with your cash, and th that could help them rebalance their cash register. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like you could just go in and buy Bitcoin off of these merchants that you want, want to hold a little more cash for the register. Pretty cool. It's like, so when people need want it and they're looking for it, it's like you find ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then. We also made the, eventually we managed to make the Bitcoin Lake t-shirt and we did a yeah. fundraiser for that too. And so every time um, we go to one of these little communities, we like to make a t-shirt that represents them in, in a way. And so that they kind of have a little bit of an identity and it's also to advertise, like give them some advertising um, and encourage more Bitcoiners to go and visit and spend sats. And yeah, we um, we should we should show that one. If you type in the top Bitcoin Lake in the little search function to the right, uh, right down a little in bit the website. in the website. Yeah. Uh, no, to, the, the little search function icon. Yeah, just up to the right. That one. Let's type in Bitcoin Lake because it's a fun shirt. It represents them well. Bitcoin Lake. Uh, That's separate. Yeah. yeah. So, at what point did you guys decide like? this was going to be your thing, your business, that this was a, not just a hobby. I think well, after our experience at Bitcoin Lake. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Once that happened, we knew we wanted to keep doing it. We didn't know if it was, could be viable or it would just be a passion project. We didn't yeah. really know. We still yeah. don't act, exactly know what we're doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we made that it. shirt and we raised some funds for them. 
And again, Carla being an investigator was like, there's more of these communities popping up. And so then we're like, okay, the, the general idea is we'll go see them all. But, but. <laughs> quickly within a month, we're like, oh, we'll never be able to see them all because within two, months, than- yes. within two months, there was 10. Yeah. In a bear market. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and so that was uh, not depressing, but it was, it's, it's exciting <laughs> because we're stoked for the communities, but we're like, oh, there's no chance yeah. we'll see them all. I think we've probably seen the most of anyone, or at least. Uh, yeah, not not as many as not, Paco. Not as many as Paco. Yeah. Probably not <laughs> as many as Joe Nakamoto. Joe, yeah, yeah. But we're up there. We're up there. <laughs> yeah, we're trying. We're dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it started a kind of a fire within us, and uh, at least wanted to go explore. We need to do one that has like all the existing ones on one shirt with a little stamp that there's not enough real estate yeah. on a shirt for that <laughs> people can wear and Front they get they get back. a stamp at each place when they show up yeah yeah, yeah that's their, good yeah that'd be cool their bitcoin yeah. circular yeah. economy passport yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah so then assume. over this last year uh between the two adopting bitcoins we've been to bitcoin lake in guatemala mm-hmm. um we've been island. bitcoin island in the philippines mm-hmm. bitcoin jungle um, in Costa Rica. That's um, the most recent one. The most recent well, one. Yes, but yeah. then we went to the uh, to Indonesia, in Bali. Okay. It's first, not exactly like a Bitcoin community, but there's yeah. been... But there's Bitcoiners the, there and there's yeah. activity happening. It's uh, against a lot of transact or use it for a business, but... Yeah, and for a lot of so people... You can, you can own it, but you can't sell things in Bitcoin, you right? Can't pay. Yeah. In Bali. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. pay. Yeah, payments are, are banned. Which uh, makes it a little tough for circular Bitcoin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Which is weird because um, in 2014, yeah. a lot of people were already using Bitcoin payments. That's what I've heard. I heard that... Yeah. It kind of sprung up there. And yeah, was. yeah. There, there was a little beef. They're saying yeah. we were the first Bitcoin island. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then in 2018, things, you know, they slow down a little because of the new law yeah. that you can't use them. You can't use uh, Bitcoin. As so it's not as public. There's still some underground but things. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's still happening. The seeds were planted. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. But, so. it, but we went there for the conference, the first Indonesian Bitcoin conference, and mm-hmm. it was a total hit. Dea is the... Organizer. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I, the year before they did one, but it was all virtual. Virtual, virtual that's yeah. right, that's right. So yeah. we, I participated in a panel and I, it was like I had to be up at the middle of the night because of the time change. <laughs> yeah. So I think yeah. it was like midnight we were doing yeah, this, yeah. this panel. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were super excited to do it in person. That was another one I wanted to go to, but it's impossible. such a haul to get there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a track. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, we, but it was it was worth it. We're well, Bali's happy. beautiful too. We so love gorgeous. Bali. Yeah, gorgeous. we're fortunate. To that's be where I went before. on my honeymoon. Oh, good oh, for really? you. Yeah. Well, that's nice. where we got engaged. Oh, really? Just, okay. Yeah, well, just a few weeks ago. Well, let's yeah. hear that story then. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it was <laughs> it was before after the conference. It was. I'm forgetting now. Before. Before. It was before. You can't, you can't say you're forgetting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Let me give you some advice yeah, yeah, yeah. as a married man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> say that you forget your engagement story. Uh, so we, I had already planned to engage, get engaged with her, and ask did her to, she have any idea? Me. She knew we wanted to. We yeah, talked about it many times. I knew so. it was happening this year. Yeah. I just didn't know exactly when. Yeah. But because we love Bali, I kind of had a feeling that okay. it might happen there. I was hoping. It would happen there. And so, yeah, the first two weeks, we didn't do much. We explored the island. Yeah. Um, we And we love Bali. We'd been there once before together. Okay. And so I knew it was the place to to propose. And uh, 
uh, we I found a cliffside, a beautiful cliffside. Um, just where, where in Bali were you guys staying? Uluwatu. Uh-huh. So the first few weeks in Chengdu, and then we were in Uluwatu, which we love. And I found a cliff, and I got my drone out, and we went to watch for the sunset, and got the drone spinning around us, and then I got down on one knee. I think she knew because I was shaking, uh, <laughs> so she she was aware a few minutes before. But yeah, uh, even now thinking back, it, it's a little bit blurry because it, it was literally blurry for me because I was crying. So <laughs> um, no, it was very beautiful. The sunset was gorgeous. The, like right there on a giant cliff, there were all the people around, and we got clap. So yeah, that was, that was nice. <laughs> and we had a romantic dinner back at our hotel, and. Yeah, and yeah. we're really happy. And I thought you were going to say you had the drone drop the, the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just air support. <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you guys go to uh, any of those small islands off of Bali at all? No, well, she's been there. Yeah, I was there years before, and I went to... Nusa Labangan, did you go there? Yes, yes, I went That's there. where we went on our honeymoon. Oh, really? Yeah. It's beautiful oh, there. Oh, it's amazing. So beautiful. And when were you there? That was, well, I, I better know this because it was my <laughs> husband. You on the so spot. It was, uh, 2000. Okay. 2000. Yeah. Okay. If you were to go now, you would, you would be, you wouldn't be able to recognize it. Okay. Because yeah, it was nothing there at the time. This like good for you to find little that. hut. Yeah. We paid, we had this amazing two story bungalow that was $5 a night. Like it was, a, yeah. It was, oh my gosh. It was amazing. Heaven. And the surf was yeah. amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Beautiful islands all around there, but the island has changed a lot over the last few years. Um, like I went back, we went back um, to Bali earlier this year. I hadn't been there in like five years and I couldn't recognize it. I like, I kept telling him this wasn't here. This wasn't here when I first came, this yeah. wasn't there. And um, yeah, it's grown a lot. So if you were to go back there, uh, you wouldn't recognize well, it. Recognize it. Yeah. Still beautiful, but still gorgeous. wonderful. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a lot of change. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of, of prosperity there. A lot of Bitcoiners already living there and others uh, planning on okay. moving there too. So it's kind of tempting. Yeah. So, so like, did her family know this was coming or was it a surprise to everybody? Yes. Yeah, they knew. Okay. I, I didn't have a quite up to date when it was going to happen. But then the day of, they, they knew it was going to okay. happen that night. So they're aware. And they had, we had visited them there in Germany okay. and we had visited them the previous, like, it was a year before, and I told them that it was going to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're very excited. Well, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. That is, that is, you guys have an awesome love story. It's pretty yeah. cool because the Bitcoiners are like, oh, they're like so supportive. And like, you know, yeah. you don't know 99% of the people out there, yeah. but yeah. they're like, you know, celebrating with us. So it's yeah, pr- and pretty cool. Ever since we've been to three conferences. So yeah. that happened the week before the Bali conference. And then we went to Nostra Asia uh-huh. in Japan and then came here. And at every conference, people would see us and say, hey, congratulations. Yeah, you got NIMS coming yeah. up to us saying, hey, congrats. And we're like, yes. who are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, Have you guys set a date yet? Uh, we're working on it. Working it's, on it? We're planning on uh, late summer. I mean, I feel Italy. like you need to yeah. get married in El Salvador. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's making the pitch. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You met on Bitcoin Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to get married in Bitcoin country. Yeah, Ooh. it was our first trip yeah. after all. Right. So yeah. we'll keep you posted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wedding plan is just Italy is obviously yeah. beautiful. Also. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's but, that's exciting. Yeah. 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 yeah no. Very happy. That's a lot of fun. So then you went to. 
I'm not, I can't even pronounce it for some reason. No, no, Nostrasia. Nostrasia. Yeah. yeah, I think we're pronouncing Yeah, I went right. straight from <laughs> Indonesia to Japan uh-huh. for Nostrasia and that was a completely different conference. It's like considered an unconference. So yeah. there's no like selling of goods and it's free. Mm-hmm. But it was a really cool, really cool conference. Very intimate, great space. Uh, I the, heard it was yeah. very different than the Costa Rica conference, as yeah. far as that one was more Bitcoin, like like overlap. But the one in yes. Japan had less Bitcoin influence. I think that was intentional too, okay. because people on Noster at least today, aren't all just Bitcoiners, and they really want to promote Noster. They, I mean, it's it's decentralized, but uh, the clients that are that are you know, being built, they want to promote or get like creators and all different types of people on this new decentralized social media. Um, and then you can orange pill them once they're on there because they're going to see that content creation on Noster is is the way is is the future. Yeah, and so. There was all different types of people there. Did yeah. did Jack Dorsey sponsor that one also? I know yes. he kind of yeah. Had, we don't know yes. exactly everything he did, but yeah. he definitely made it happen. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he was hanging out with the plebs. Like he yeah. was. He watched all the talks, sitting right in the corner. Barefoot sometimes. Very open to chatting, so <laughs> yeah. it was cool. And then we even had a Bitcoin meetup one of the nights, which was really really neat. Yeah. Um, it was just at the end of the conference, the people that were not Bitcoiners left, and the okay. hardcore maxis were there and it was a little panel with uh, jack and vk wiz um and i think someone else i forget now but um yeah it felt very intimate and we got to talk about um nostra and bitcoin and well Will, yes well um so yeah no it, it was great it was very different compared to obviously uh the conference in in bali uh but the the general feeling that we got was very positive and there's a lot of development happening um, and we think it's yeah. underrated. Because a lot is like an understatement. It's explo- yeah. it's exploding and it's all very new so it's hard to keep track yeah. of what's being built and what's going to work or not work. Yeah. But the, I, the amount of ideas you heard and well, people, the fact that it's all decentralized too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't yeah. be stopped. Just doing their own and, thing. Anyone yeah. can tap into it. Yeah. It's just yeah. like Bitcoin, you know. Anyone can tap into the protocol. Yeah, absolutely. And I had to Keep reminding myself that not everyone there was a Bitcoin, yeah. or at least not yet. Yeah, because we lead with Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think eventually they will understand Bitcoin because for a lot of them, it's just a tool. But if you're in Noster for the decentralized and the censorship censorship resistant um, freedom aspect of it, then inevitably which I would think most people would because it's some things are a little more complicated than centralized yeah. systems, at least at this yeah. point. So yeah. it seems like most people in Noster have an ideological right. attraction. Right. To it. Yeah. yeah. And so then it's trying to bring the other personality types into Noster. Yeah. But you go to the Noster website and it looks like it's for developers. So it's just like user experience needs to get better. And they all know yeah. that everyone that's building on it knows that. But mm-hmm. it's still so new. But eventually it's going to I mean, what, when you get on Noster and then you get your first zap, for making uh, content or just writing a post and someone zaps you Bitcoin for doing that, it's like, it. oh, you realize that this is the future of content creation and rewarding creators for their their work. And so it's still so early. There's a lot of hiccups and glitches, but, and a lot of people complain about it that you try to talk to them about Oster. But eventually, 
Yeah, yeah. it's only three years Gradually, old. Gradually then suddenly. Yeah. So did you guys fly straight from there to here? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Because yeah. <laughs> it was, when did, when did that event end? Um, it was November 1st to oh, yeah. first to the 3rd. 3rd. Okay. Yeah. 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 Then we and had an extra extra day in Japan, and then we flew on the fifth. On the fifth, yeah, fifteen hour flight to Canada to, to Toronto, yeah, and then here. Yeah. So it's is beautiful. is this journey going to continue, or are you guys just like on this perpetual uh, uh, pre honeymoon? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're headed home after this. Okay. So Mexico. Okay. We need a break. Where, where in Mexico are you guys? At? Uh, we're in Guadalajara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some Bitcoiners there too. We have a nice uh, little Bitcoin meetup going yeah. on. We a funny story with that. A lot of shitcoiners there too, right? Oh yeah, well yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing you realize: is there's shitcoiners yeah. everywhere, everywhere, and especially <laughs> where the money's wrecked, where yeah. the the money's broken, shitcoinery. People are people are uh, doing anything they can to to make a living, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so shitcoinery is like attacks that that mm-hmm. mindset. Um, but yeah, no, funny story. We I, I was playing basketball one day in Guadalajara and saw a guy with a Coinbits shirt. And I was like, hey, Bitcoiner, yes. And turns out, yes, he was. And um, within one week, we found out that he had a cafe right next to our building. Orange pilled his cafe, so it accepts Bitcoin. And now every Saturday, we have like an open meetup where people can come have a coffee. It's usually like five to 10 people. Uh, And then we have a regular monthly meetup that's growing which is nice. really cool yeah 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 and the majority of the people there are um locals so that's always nice to see yeah. you know um but we also have um a lot of expats that had either been to mexico before or that they moved um there recently and they just want to connect with other bitcoiners and uh they come sometimes for the introduction um, at the cafe, we just—it's a normal chit chat. We don't necessarily talk about Bitcoin, but you know, when you when you relate with other Bitcoiners, you can talk about pretty much anything. And yeah. then uh, eventually, they end up joining on the monthly meetup that we have there. Uh, some hardcore maxis there, um, and yeah, the presentations vary from, you know, lightning and adoption, so a bit of everything. So yeah, it's it's nice to. Uh, have a little community yeah, there growing at, at, at yeah. your home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So circling back to the Bitcoin circular economies, what, how do you explain to people like the where we're at in the process? I mean, obviously, we're still trying to close the loop and, and things being truly circular. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I, I struggle with even to describe to people because people ask, is it real? Is it? And I'm like, you gotta come see it for yourself because the yeah. you can have the same group of people visit the same locations and one person be like, this is amazing, we're so yeah. far ahead, and the other person be like, oh, I thought it'd be much further along than this. So. And it's like, what's your definition of a circular economy? It's is it that you pay them? You can you can operate just on Sats. You can live on a standard, a Bitcoin standard. Or does the restaurant need to be sourcing all of their their yeah. goods from and paying in Bitcoin? And so it's like. There's a spectrum, and then there's even a spectrum on if you're not using, if you're not using a custodial or verse or non-custodial lighting. Yeah, so it, it ranges, but from our experience, I mean these these places around the world are the front, the new frontier. I mean, we still don't know exactly what a circular economy means yet, and uh, but these places are really breaking the ground. They're the pioneers. They're the ones actually doing Bitcoin things. I think you had a really good quote. I don't know when it was. It could have been a while ago, but 
you said something like there's OG Bitcoiners out there that have used lightning less than children in Elzante. And that's it's cool. I mean, we need both ends of the spectrum. But mm -hmm. in these places, uh, Bitcoin is actually being used and actually being experimented on and iterated on. And then each community is figuring out ways that it works best for them. Like example in Costa Rica, Lee from Bitcoin Jungle and Francis and Paul, uh, their, their situation's unique. Um, everyone in Costa Rica has uh, a banking app, like similar to like Venmo, it's called SinPay, mm -hmm. that is connected to a phone number. They can use it on the phone number. So if you, don't, if you can't operate with SinPay, there's no point in using Bitcoin because they, they need an off-ramp. And so Francis and Lee had uh, just developed on that and, and created an off-ramp. And so now you're seeing Costa Ricans use it, nor use it regularly. You can, uh, you can pay for gas with, with Bitcoin. You can pay for delivery with said, Bitcoin. I, I did a show with Francis yesterday, oh, actually. Cool. And he, was, he was like, yeah, you can basically use it anywhere now. Yeah. yeah. And, and so every place needs those custom solutions. Yeah. And that's where Bitcoin really gets in fully integrated into those communities. And then it goes from there. So, yeah, you're going to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. A lot of people are very strict when it comes to self-custody. And mm -hmm. so they expect that adoption uh, entails every merchant, let's say, um, holding their own keys right away. But it's 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 a process. You can't orange pill someone and expect them to know how how Bitcoin works right away. Um, so I think apps like Blink can are very, very useful because you you get to play around, let's say, play around with uh, with Lightning, you see how it works, and then eventually you're like, okay, I'm gathering a significant amount of, of money on here. Uh, I need to actually keep it safe. What should I do next? And that's when you come to learn the about self-custody. So, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah, a funny it's a thing. Step. We go around and we go to these conferences and we have to accept Bitcoin, um, obviously, because it's easier. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And we're we're interacting with Bitcoiners, so we're always using Bitcoin. And you could have we, we've had like very legit smart Bitcoiners that have been around the whole time. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll connect. They'll have a wallet that's connected to their node back home the you know the the prop most proper way you could do it and it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. it doesn't work yeah, and and they're like oh i don't know what's happening it's like well this is where a custodial custodial lightning wallet works better in these cases yeah, because we can rely on it for small payments of course yeah. we're not saying that people shouldn't yeah. hold their keys of course they need to but there's solution for things and there's got to be a middle ground yeah, and so one got to be pragmatic about pragmatic. It. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. yeah. so many times we've had someone come up to our booth and want to buy a T-shirt, and they're, they're trying to pay in their own little way, and Something's you know you're waiting, waiting, and they're like, oh, no, it's not working. Let me switch to all of Satoshi, and it's instant. <laughs> so, yeah. or yeah. blink, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so. it's and obviously there's there's dangers of of custodial wallets. Even for sure. there's for sure. you know the the one everybody talks about is being rug pull. But what I found, mm -hmm. I had my wallet of Satoshi wallet drained because somebody hacked my email and oh. through my email was able to reset the password. And you know I, I thankfully don't keep much yeah, or anything yeah. like yeah, that. No, so it wasn't. Yeah. But it was eye opening to me. Like okay, it's not just the danger of getting rug pulled by you know, the wallet, I mean, it, whatever yeah. your 
recovery way is to recover your account, whether it's your phone number or email, mm-hmm. that's another. So it's it's good for people to be aware, but I'm still well, a sure. big proponent. Of, I, I love Waldo Satoshi because yeah. it's just easy and it works. And mm-hmm. a lot of times that will be the first one I'll tell somebody about, especially if it's uh, somebody from the US because Link doesn't allow Americans right. on. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, Let's look at this as varying degrees. Multifaceted yeah. approach. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like whenever we travel uh, to one of these communities, we like to top up Wall of Satoshi or Blank and have a little bit of uh, like small amounts on yeah. there so that we know we can rely on it. Um, and we like playing around with different wallets. We've too, got all so. the apps. Yeah, <laughs> we've got all the wallets. We've got too many wallets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I found out some of mine that I had that I'd forgotten about that had, you know, I don't know, 10,000 sats or something because they drained a couple other ones like that too. They like, right. like, wow, these people found all my old wallets wow. by hacking into my email. It was, uh, yeah. So, it's, so a that's good, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's oh, a good, sure. a good story to tell because that could happen mm-hmm. to anyone if they're not being, and it's easy to not be secure with your things. Like that was a high level attacker that, that, that got you. Yeah. You know? yeah. So mean, that could happen to of, anyone. It's part of the orange pilling process. I think that, you know, when you introduce someone to, to Bitcoin, you might show them a Lightning transaction on Wallet Satoshi because it's it's convenient or blank, and but always tell them, okay, this is how it begins, how it starts for you, but then you need to learn about self custody because that's the point of Bitcoin. You know, you don't have to rely on a third party to hold your keys yeah. to hold your property. Yeah. Um, so, like, eventually people get and, there. And but- I think that the custodial aspects of Lightning is going to become a political target. I think. Just For like sure. they've gone after the banks, they're For going sure. to start going yeah. after the wallet providers. It, so it, yeah. definitely it is it's very a, important that we push people to self-custody. It's, an attack, but, it's an attack vector. But absolutely. you can be yeah. pr- pragmatic at the same time and, you know, as far as using. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So... What's what's the future hold for you guys? You said you're going back to to Mexico. Yeah. Between yeah. then and when you get married in El Salvador. What- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that we go home and then we go figure out next year, twenty twenty four. But yeah. the the We've- apparel business is your full time thing. I know, I know you're writing also. I've, I know you've written some stuff for Bitcoin Magazine and I yeah. think Bitcoin News. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is that like are you guys? In the Bitcoin industry, like, is this yes. your full? We, well, the thing is, we always looked at this as like our way to be around Bitcoiners. And for the most part, it's a way to get to conferences, a way to be around Bitcoiners, because that's who we connect with most, you know. So it started as just a T-shirt thing, a small thing. And then it's led into other things, doing writing for Bitcoin News, Bitcoin Magazine. Um, we're creating content, videos, trying to bring awareness to these places. So who knows where it actually goes? It could be turned into more of a media company or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, for the foreseeable future, I mean, uh, we're going to be all in. I, I feel like once you become orange pilled, you're always all in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even if you're fiat mining, uh, you're in Bitcoin. So we're going to be in it any way we can. And we'll see where that takes us in the future. Like yeah. you were saying then at the beginning of the conversation that yeah, sometimes people think, well, I'm not technical, so what role am I going to play or how can I be in the industry? But you see everybody finds their little niches. We it's, did a yeah. show with uh, Lena who did the little hodler, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, plushie and, and does the cartoons. And, yeah. I mean, she's turned this into this like legitimate full 
business. Awesome business. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it's it, cool going to conferences because this time, Adopting Bitcoin, we are looking at each other. It's like two things we noticed. There's far more females here mm -hmm. than any other conference we've ever been to. Yeah. And there's babies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so that's there, there is a Bitcoin baby boom for yeah. sure. I yeah. think Bitcoiners so are just, they're lately. more optimistic about the future. I yeah, I, I, I take so. the Stefan Levera aspect. He's like, we got to outbreed them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, but I was going to say for conferences, it's like women are really good at planning events. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing all these women working at conferences as we travel around the world, more and more women are coming in that way. Yeah. And so it's like the industry is just scratching the surface. It's going to absolutely explode. And so there's yeah. going to be jobs everywhere. Uh, and yeah, it's just the beginning. Sure. Well, that's what I always tell people. If you don't have to try to be somebody you're not, like find what yeah, you're yeah. good at mm -hmm. and exactly. how you can plug into it because yeah. there is the need for all these different things. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always a way for you to contribute to this space. Yeah. Like we didn't think that, you know, making t-shirts was going to take us to where we are today. But, you know, uh, you'll learn along the way for sure. Yeah. And yeah, we're planning on going uh, to check out other um, communities. We'll see which one. We need to get to Africa. You got to yeah. get the Bitcoin Akasi. Bitcoin yes. Akasi, sure. absolutely. You got to get down to see all the communities where motives work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. need to go to Peru. We need to go to Brazil. So those are just the communities. And then we have conferences we want to go to. We want to go to yeah. the Freedom Fest in Costa Rica in January. We want to. We're definitely going to go to Madeira for Bitcoin Atlantis. Yeah. Um, the having party. There's a having party. Yeah, in, here. <laughs> in I know. I keep telling my wife, I'm like, I'm not, I'm gonna stop traveling. I'm. This is my year. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, out right. surfing. Get back in shape. And then, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, but I really want to go to Madeira, and I already committed yeah. to Costa Rica. There's so like, many. Every there year, there's so more many, and more. Yeah. So many. And, and you just want to. And you always feel them. like, no, but I'm gonna miss out. FOMO. Exactly. The, FOMO the FOMO is real. So hard. Yeah. 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 And that goes back to what we said before. Is like, yeah, we wanted to see all the little communities. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're exploding, yeah. exploding. And we just I mean, saw an updated map that Blink put together, and yeah, I couldn't even see all the different little logos representing the communities. So, so it's really exciting. And then that then it becomes more localized, like all the different communities in one country or one state or one province. And yeah, the representation is just going to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, Andrew's with uh, Blink's done yeah. an amazing or gallery. It's been an amazing job. Like updating and keeping on top yeah. and making sure they're yeah. legit yeah yeah verifying yeah, don't yeah. trust verify you yeah. know yeah, yeah. Uh, no, a lot of times i'll easy. always check with him hey what's going on with this or what's new yes, yeah he's yeah. a good source he's, he's a great source yeah. we love yeah. him yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> andrew's man so first off how can people buy the have, have we covered everything i want to make sure we don't miss anything that you guys want to talk have. about i think we did a pretty good job okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah but we need to make sure people know where they can get the this amazing apparel from so i don't even know where are you guys based or is it can people get stuff worldwide or how yeah. does that work yes. yeah so we yes. ship international okay um you can find us at hodlingapparel.com hodl h-o-d-l and then ing apparel.com and yeah we sell um virtually everywhere internationally and we i mean bitcoin. we accept bitcoin yeah, yeah. Uh, which is hope great. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually just added a feature where we're working with oshi and instead of giving a discount for to incentivize Bitcoin paying, uh, we give sats back. So we give a th essentially a 3% discount for buying in Bitcoin. After you make the purchase, you instantly get an email where you can claim your sats uh, based off your purchase. And it's like magic. You just you get, yeah, a, you get an email, instant. boom, get your sats back. So we do a little cool 
lightning transaction and that we way. give uh, 1% back as well in sats uh, for whoever pays in fiat. So yeah. we'll take fiat too for the time. So being. we'll try to orange pit pill the fiat users. Yeah, too. exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we're on Twitter at, under the same name, Hodling Apparel mm-hmm. and Instagram. We're trying to work our way into Instagram more. I know not a lot of Bitcoin activity on there, but we're trying to, but expose, it is that, we're trying and, to and I think, other yeah, I think, I think that's important because it's everything in Bitcoin happens on Twitter, but most of the world much more likely to be on Instagram. Yeah. 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 So. And you realize the community is small, yeah. like even though it seems huge on Twitter, it's actually much smaller than you think. Yeah. And so, yeah, anyway, we can run all the socials and Noster. Yeah. And, it's a lot of work, but um, yeah, and we give back. I mean, the, the the purpose of the site really was to give back and support places like Bitcoin Beach and Hope House, and focus mainly on on uh, education and giving back to the the people doing the real work on the ground to help which educate is, kids. Which is what inspired this T-shirt as well. Yeah. Like all the work that Mid um, Premier Bitcoin has been doing over the past two years. Yeah, very, very they're inspiring. an amazing probably, organization. Probably the yeah. coolest Bitcoin yeah. company, I think. Like, it's yeah. amazing. The amount of volunteer work and like just grassroots potential it has and they've yeah. already done so much in the short amount of time yeah adoption is not inv- inevitable but um you gotta you know you gotta start with the education yeah. first. yeah and sure. and then you're bringing in the people who need it the most yeah yeah, yeah. You know, i'd hate to see bitcoin adoption to just come from the people that are already benefiting from the system we have now to be the first one i think it, yeah. we're it's a time we're against the clock and i think with the more the more bitcoin we can get in more people's hands the more decentralized it is and the, and the more people that can benefit from it obviously as bitcoiners we know that this is a thousand year technology and it will last potentially forever you know but the more people that we can help and the more people that can get Bitcoin in the system will will rebalance itself and we'll have a really good change, Yeah, I think. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. Make sure you guys go to the site, buy the apparel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have some super cool designs. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank I, you. I love the, We try. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just very unique and, and different. Yeah. So, yeah, we wanted to do something a little yeah. different compared to yeah. the what else is out there in the market so 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 get your uh get your gifts for your uh bitcoin family members uh for yeah. christmas the christmas yeah. Yeah. hopefully we'll have some children's uh apparel apparel yeah. available yeah. soon yeah. so maybe i'll make a christmas present a orange for little ones yeah. yeah it's all about <laughs> the next generation so yeah all right well we'll have to uh I guess we'll have to make this like a yearly thing at Adopting Bitcoin. Have you guys uh, yeah. on afterwards and get some updates. Yeah, We'd love we'll to. be married yeah. by then, by the next one. So yeah, well, that'll be fun. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, you know, if, if it's going to be in El Salvador, you yeah. got to let us know. You'll get an so, invite. Yeah. <laughs> thanks thanks for everything you do. It's an honor to be on the podcast. Yes, and thank you so much. Yeah, you, uh, you started a, an incredible fire in, you know, in the world. It's been but, a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, once again, congratulations. And, thank you. Thank uh, you. We will uh, be, be waiting. All of Bitcoin Twitter will be waiting for their wedding invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we have to select some sure. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you.